y'all. Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms Podcast. For new listeners out there, we recap and review romance novels, all while giggling, snorting, snarking, and catching up. We're two long-distance friends who love romance and love each other. This week, we were in for an intergalactic wild ride from start to finish with Grace Goodwin's Mastered by Her Mates. It's an interspecies menage erotica that pushes boundaries and is an unapologetic delight. While being explicit is what we do generally, I do need to warn you about this episode. The book is explicit from start to finish, and so are we. Get stoked! Erin. Hi, Melody. Do you see how close I am to the microphone? It's going to be I a do. great episode. I'm pressing oh my face against my... Oh, no, my don't press. Pop, don't press. What is it called? Your pop I don't filter. Know. Yeah, that probably sounded awful. You'll have to redo it. Oh, good, good, good. Yay! <laughs> how the hell are you? Good. How are you? It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks, and I kind of hated it, but also yeah. I kind of loved it. I don't I, know. Oh, I kind of loved it, too, because the week that you that we didn't record was the week that my friend Kate visited and she's a romance novel person but very different from me and I've always known that because I think we had a conversation about it one time where we were like we both acknowledged that we read romance novels and I was like mm-hmm. oh what you know what she may have been the one that made me read Outlander because I was like oh what kind that of things do you read and sense. she was like Oh, big old sweeping Outlanders and Judith McNaughts. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Talk to you never about that. Like, I was like, I don't, we have nothing to, okay. Yeah. And she had mentioned to me once that she'd read maybe every Nora Roberts novel. And I was like, neat. Wow. Like, I I don't have anything there. I've read maybe two, three. I I don't know. So. I think, can I make a confession to everybody here? You've never read Nora Roberts? I've read zero. Yeah, I think I've never. I also Ooh. have a Swiss cheese memory, let's recall. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, so I I got to spend the weekend with her. She's a she's a very, uh, very exuberant and intense woman, and she wants to do everything. So we <gasps> would have days where she was just like, you know what I'd like to do is I'd like to be on a train, like a historical train. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do I make this happen for you? And oh. she'd be like, don't stress. It's just that I want to be on the top of a mountain this afternoon. Can we do that? (laughs) Can you tell, like, she's marvelous? Like, she's just, like, yeah, incredibly uh, ambitious and, like, an energizer bunny. And she's visiting from, she's moving from the States to Europe. (gasps) And then on her way to Europe, she's doing all of these stops around the way to, like, visit all her friends to include here in Alaska, which was really nice. Yeah, and then we got to sit down and record a bonus episode where she talked about all the things. It was so funny. I can't like, wait to hear it. She was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to have anything to say. And they won't want to listen to the books that I read about. And I was like, no, they do. You don't understand. They, That's literally what yeah. they want to listen to. And she's like, yeah. and she's like, well, I'm not anybody. And, you know, and then we sat down and she's like, let me talk to you for two and a half hours straight about this book I loved. It was so funny. She's like, I have nothing to say, like very demure. And then she was like, I have a lot of things that I must Uh say. It was great. (laughs) 
That's amazing. I cannot wait. I actually haven't, you know, because um, I haven't seen it yet, but I cannot wait to post that for our Patreon. Yeah! Matrons. I'm really excited because she just sounds awesome. And you always talk about her as like your incredibly knowledgeable friend regarding yes. romance. And, uh, and so it's, I'm excited. Very I'm really wise. excited. We have to have Leslie on at some point too. Yeah. Who's also a connoisseur. She's the one with the big box of romance novels that opened my world yes i have some things i have to talk about <gasps> Ooh, they're housekeeping things okay hey guys if you are a patreon person send us your addresses yeah who has pledged at a level that you get something in the mail like a card or a care package or what else do we promise books um we only have like two yeah. of your addresses but there are a lot of you yeah. and we need your addresses before we send you the stuff and we just got the cards in yeah i'm Melody excited to cards. write cards I'm yeah. really excited. So we need, I don't care what medium you send us your address. Yeah. You can email it. You can do it on through the Patreon. Don't they have like a direct message on the Patreon they can Probably. Do? Yeah. I don't know. We whatever, also have, whatever we have direct messages. Which, yeah. Whatever means every by which platform. you feel most secure. Like just, yes. you know, Facebook, Insta message. Insta messages we might not see for a good old year. Like that's happening. Insta messages uh-huh. don't even alert us. I don't no, understand I don't why know. we don't get... I don't understand. Yeah. We'll be like, oh, look at this sweet message from like three months ago. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Facebook DMs were really good about. So if mm-hmm. you want to message the Heaving Bosoms page, we definitely have that there. Mm-hmm. I think I'm also going to post in the cult just to as a reminder to be like, hey, y'all, send mm-hmm. us addresses. Send please. us your addresses. Housekeeping thing number two, possessions watch. Listen. I don't know if it's because oh. you guys don't have our address or like what, <laughs> but there's like a couple hundred people in the cult and I have yet to see. <laughs> I have you know yet what? to see I one am... possession of yours yeah. arrive at my door. And I'm starting to think you guys are taking advantage of us. <laughs> I am scant on possessions as yes. well. Yeah. I'm looking around my house huh. and it's like, oh, I see are my own possessions. And what like David's. I'm like, listen, guys. I, I, huh. we made a contract here. <laughs> we, we did. All your possessions. and vibrators. For the Those privilege, the privilege of being in this Facebook group. So, yeah, I just, I'm just befuddled by that one. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Do you have any other housekeeping matters? <laughs> I oh, do. Wait, oh, I have another ahead. one. I haven't updated the website in a while. I'm sorry. It's been like three okay. weeks. So the last one that's up there is, I think, Autumn Bride Part 2. I'm going to try to do it today, which, if you're listening to this, is like three weeks in the past. But probably by the time you're listening to this, it'll again be behind. It's just no. going to be behind a lot because I, I just got to be in town <laughs> and sit at my computer and it's hard. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Okay. My housekeeping thing is that I actually have a Patreon shout out to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is going out to our pal, Cat C. Cat C. Yeah. Cat, you are a beautiful chimera of awesome. Your multidimensional nature makes you a superhero of empathy and a roller with all punches. Plus, Ooh. you write an excellent email. <laughs> she does. I know she exactly does. who Cat C is, and yeah. she's great. <laughs> In fact, I may have been going back and forth with Cat C a little bit this morning, so... Yeah, she's great. She's on the Facebook page. She's good. Good people. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Uh, now, I think it is our great privilege <laughs> oh. to talk oh about my God. <laughs> Master I can't. I can't. Butter Mace. I can't. 
by Gracie Goodwin. Who recommended this to us? I'm blushing just saying the... Yeah, we're going to have to find out. I think it's on... um, It's going to be on the thing. I will will do it right now. I'm going to find it. Okay. I think I have it up in some capacity on my I do too. Yeah, I've got it. It is Jennifer S. Jennifer S. Jennifer Jennifer S. S. You are a a great big ball of fantabulous. Can I just say that? Jennifer S. You brought this erotic, (laughs) thrilling world into my life. And I can't stop shouting. So we read Mastered (laughs) by Her Mates by Grace Goodwin. Gracie Goodwin. No, Grace. Really? Yeah, you've been saying Gracie, so I made sure. Oh, balls. I I double checked when I put up the thing, but it's just Grace. Oh, it's just Grace. Yeah. You said Gracie Goodwin a lot, but this is a Warcraft situation. I felt so connected to her (laughs) that I had to give her a nickname. (laughs) I... (laughs) Was this a good book? Yep. Was this a bad book? Nope. Was great. I don't. I have Hall no fucking fame clue. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this thing was. I don't know. I know that I I read it with like <laughs> one of those open mouthed surprised smiles <laughs> that people use like fakely to to do selfies. You know when mm-hmm. people do the like the open mouth selfie where they're like. Hey! That is the expression that was always on my face when I read this book. So I think I have to say that it was a great book. It was a great book. It made me so happy. And can I, I know, and can I just say that uh, I definitely went down a one-click rabbit hole and I read the first four. No, fuck you, no way, no way, no way. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, that'll be a that'll be a Patreon bonus episode where my voice is just this the whole time, where I can't like I'm just on the verge of delicious laughter, but I have to rein it in. Um, they're so good. But you and it's found a this 14... book like super sexy, right? Um, yes, you did a lot of like little fires on Twitter when you were describing <laughs> it, and I well, was because... reading it. I didn't get into it in a sexy way. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Fair, fair. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that even if you don't get into it in a sexy way, oh, no, it's outstanding. There is ju- there is so many fires. Just there are so you can't. It's so good. Like there, there's so okay. Let's let's put it this right. way, bitches. This thing s- just comes strong just out the gate <laughs> with mean, a with a, a first page one double penetration <laughs> seam. All right. Okay. That's what happened. Here's the thing. We can't even start there. We what? can't start there. How dare because you? <laughs> we have to start if with the Grace cover. Grace Goodwin thinks that that's the way we should... No. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> this is a problem I've had a little bit over the past, like, for a few. Because The Unleashing did this, and yeah. Take the Lead did this, and now these guys do this. The covers do not look like the people who are supposed to be the thing. Totally. You look totally. at the cover, you see a beautiful uh, black woman who is correct in the, like, she is, I think, black yeah. and Asian? She's black, Asian, and white. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. she looks great. She, strong, good. Perfect. Good, good cover She's model. also got Perfect. a tiny little bit of meat on her bones, which mm, also yeah. the character does. Yeah. Yeah. The two guys <laughs> are just, like the blandest white dudes they're that just, have ever happened one of them has a receding hairline yeah. 
I'm just like, like they're not gross. they're not eight feet tall. They're no. not yellow. Yeah, they're not they're yellowy not, orange. They don't mm-hmm. have they're not the aliens described in the book. And I'm they're just not like, who are these bros that she's cheating these, on her yeah. alien husbands with? Mm. Yeah. Yep. All right. And the Fair. same thing happened in the unleashing. He was supposed to have a big beard and long hair. And they talked about making him over, but then they didn't. And the guy on the cover yeah. of that did not have a beard or long hair. Same thing with Take the Lead. That guy was a clean-shaven dude, and he was supposed to have a big old that bushy beard. That guy was beard. Channing Tatum. Yeah, but yeah. with a big old bushy beard. And a, and a man bun. should have had. Yeah, and a man bun. And anyway, he was blonde. Listen, not, I get uh, it. Covers are hard to do. If I ever Well, especially wrote a when you're writing novel, in this universe. Yeah, if I ever wrote a romance novel and I was like... Click, I am done with the romance novel. Send out to the world. I would have no fucking clue how to do a cover. So, you know, I, I get it. I understand. But totally. They should have been aliens. At least you make them yellow. Yeah, you can Photoshop that shit. Mm-hmm. What I will say, however, is that I appreciated that unlike After the Wedding, for example, we got a good picture of what the dynamic is. <laughs> yes, because later <laughs> in the thing. So, OK, I, we got to skip forward a little bit because I have to say this now. Well, OK, OK. Later in the book, so she's going to be married to two aliens. We later yeah. learn that one is going to be, I mean, it kind of doesn't work out this way, but it, it's supposed to be that one alien is the vagina alien and the other alien is the butt <laughs> alien. And when we found that out, I went, Ugh, like that. And David was next to me. He's like, what's going on in your alien sex book? And I was like, you're not going to believe this, dude. One alien is the vagine alien, and the other alien is there for butt stuff. And he's like, "What?" And then I showed him the cover, and he's like, "Well, I can definitely tell which alien is there for the butt stuff because <laughs> one's like making out with her, and the other one's just like looking at her butt." <laughs> yes. Oof. Okay. Um, so- and then wait, wait, wait! One more oh. thing <laughs> on the yeah. cover. It says book zero, which I appreciate was starting with a zero, starting with a book zero. No, no, no. It was, it. They, she had other novels and Before then this, this came out in 2017. Yeah, it's oh, a prequel. Oh, okay. Sorry. So book yeah. zero of the Interstellar Brides, mm-hmm. TM. Ah! That is a fair yes. trademark. <laughs> this is a unique fucking that thing. Is, the Interstellar Brides program. Is just Grace Goodwin. Congratulations, right, Grace. No you one's, did it. No one's gonna. No one's gonna step on that one. That is a trademark. <laughs> she marked that shit, just right. like they mark the heroine with their seed. <laughs> their weird seed and their collars. I okay. So now okay. we're in chapter there one. There is so much that I love about this book. Right. I can't even. Oh my god. All right. Anyway. The first line is Amanda Bryant, comma. Interstellar Bride Processing Center, comma, Earth. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's what this is going to be. Oof. <laughs> what is that? I don't understand. I had no reaction to that at all. You don't? The Interstellar Bride Processing Center? There's so many things in there. Yeah, it's the, you got to get them in there somehow. I guess. I just... <laughs> How do you Here's think the Interstellar think. Brides okay. program works? You That's can just fine. do it all willy-nilly? Here's the thing. I saw the cover. It's not safe. I thought, this is about a woman who falls in love with a couple of aliens. I didn't realize Which that is there true. was going... Yes, that is accurate. I didn't realize she was a mail-order Interstellar Bride. Like, that is a different level. <laughs> like, maybe you meet an alien by happenstance on Earth, you know? Like, that's how these usually happen in the movies. Earth Girls Are Easy. Have you not seen Earth Girls Are Easy? 
No, but is it a porn? Oh my God, Melody. <laughs> Podcast over. Rush out. Okay. It is. Imagine. It is 1988. All right. Tell me everything. When okay. all the best things happen. Hold on. This is when the movie came out or yeah. this is when it is set? This is the time of the mo- This is both things. Oh, good, good, Our good. Trip. I don't think it's like in the future or anything. No, I think it's 1988 in the movie. Fine. You've Fine. got. I was an- one years old. Yeah. You've got. A late 80s Gina Davis. One of your favorite Gina Davises. Oh, yeah. She and her friend, who I don't remember who the actress is, somehow happen upon two aliens who are big. One's orange and one's uh, blue. And they're big and hairy aliens. And Mm -hmm. they like them more than their boyfriends. And then they shave them. They shave the aliens? Yeah, they're big hairy guys. Okay. I hope I'm getting this right. But they shave mm-hmm. off their alien hair, and guess mm. who they are? <laughs> a super sexy Jeff Goldblum. Oh! Peak Jeff Goldblum is Earth yeah. Girls Are Easy. A lot of people say the fly, but that is inaccurate. <laughs> and another guy who I don't remember, but they're super sexy, and they're there to fuck. And they that are is the. DTF. That is the plot of that movie. Like, I don't really remember anything else. I just remember, like, it's about, like, Hi, Jinx. It's like an 80s sex comedy. Amazing. It's, okay. But it's a lot we'll, like this. We'll watch situation. that ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, wait. Right. So we're in the interstellar bride processing center. <laughs> <laughs> and Amanda Bryant, it's from her perspective. What was the line you wanted to read, Erin? Tell me all about it. I don't even know. I've highlighted the, okay, the first paragraph Oh, God, I don't even know if I can read these things out loud. I'm so blushing. Here, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hold on. I'm so good at this. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> this is the first paragraph. This couldn't be real, but it felt real. The warm air on my sweaty skin, the redolent scent of fucking. God. The soft sheets beneath my knees, the hard body at my back. I was blindfolded. The silk making everything as black as night, but it I didn't need sight to know a cock was buried <laughs> deep in my pussy. A big, thick cock. <laughs> Paragraph <laughs> one. And yes, it's so good. Okay, so here's, let me just, let me just go, let me just tell him what's going on. But so, okay. Okay, what's up? What's well, up? I just, I, there was a logistics with Aaron problem here. Okay. Tell, tell me everything. Bing, boom, bong. Sex positions with Erin, because I could not figure out what the fuck was going on. Because she said she was mm-hmm. kneeling, but there was somebody at her back. And the person at her back is in her vagine. And then there's somebody yes. in front of her that's yeah. doing doing mouth stuff on her. Yeah. But then, but then that but person... But then they, they pick her up and they yeah. put her on top of the dude that is the vagina alien. Uh-huh. As, as in, like, cowgirl. Uh-huh. And then the other uh, bloke <laughs> comes up... <laughs> comes up right behind uh-huh. and uh, enters her from there so it's like he's he's also doing the the cow person situation okay so he's like sitting on, on alien one's thighs. chest yeah. basically okay, no no that... no not the chest well, are you I... insane no they well, turn like, her around yeah yeah so so he's that like... alien get alien one gets a view of her tatas not alien two's butt when you said cowgirl i thought reverse cowgirl got it yeah i yeah, understood yeah, yeah. no cowgirl. i missed the part in this typhoon whirlwind tornado <laughs> of craziness i missed where they picked her up and put her on alien one it's an and easy I was mistake like, how to is make. this all happening <laughs> I no i've understand. read this thing three times don't worry 
Okay, so here's what's Ooh. going on. Okay. We get this really, really uh, intense, hot, sexy double penetration scene. And the whole time she's doing that thing where she's like, it was real, right? No, it couldn't be real because I, I don't, I haven't had, I haven't had sex with anybody in like a year. Mm-hmm. I've been so busy with my job. Like, no, but it, but it feels so real. And like, I, I, how do I know? Like, mm-hmm. she was like, I can't wait for the other alien to get up in my butt. And then, <laughs> and then she was like, but wait, that seems like something that, that should scare the shit out of me. Yeah. How do I know he will fit? I just know. I just know. And then, you know, it works. Yeah, it's and fine. Then, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. In fact, good things happen. And she comes hard twice. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, can I claim you, mate? Oh, Are yeah. Are there forever? It says, do you accept my claim, mate? Do you give yourself to me and my second? My second. Freely, oh, yeah. or do you wish to choose another primary male? I accept, and then she says, I accept your claim, claim warriors. <laughs> my vow spoken. My mates growled. Like, <laughs> then she says, then we claim you. In the right of naming, you belong to us, and we shall kill any other warrior who dares touch you. May the gods witness and protect you. Then it says, the chorus, chorus of voices. Of- Dudes. Melody is not looking at a book, by the way. She's just chiming in with the verbatim paragraph. The choruses of voices sound a chorus of voices sounded around us, and I gasped as the man on his knees before me nipped at my inner thighs with his teeth in a dark promise of more pleasure. Come for us now, mate. Show them how your mates bring you pleasure. And I was like, yeah. there's a motherfucking audience? Like, I don't understand. There's an audience? This This is like three pages into this crazy yeah. double penetration scene. And uh-huh. I'm just like, what is happening? Anyway, back to it what you were talking so about. Happy. I'm crying. Okay. Uh. Um. Right. So, <laughs> yes. then. Sorry. The need wasn't just to fuck both my mates at once. It was to stake my claim and make these men mine forever. And forever. only their double penetration would do it. <laughs> I wrote, what? Oh, oh, Aaron, get ready for our Patreon bonus episode where I tell you about <laughs> the different <laughs> the different things that happen in books one through three. Because... Different species of alien have other yet similar needs for simultaneous penetration. (laughs) (laughs) What a great sentence you just said. Okay. So she comes really, really hard twice. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, Miss Bryant, Miss Bryant. And she's like, get the fuck out of my what's happening. No, I want to stay with these aliens. And then she wakes up. Guys, it was a dream. It was a simulation. Uh-huh. But it felt so real. So this lady is like, how'd it go? How do you feel? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is her professional work job. <laughs> yes. And frankly, you find out throughout the rest of these books that she takes her work job incredibly seriously uh, and she is a firm believer that all righteous warriors of the alien coalition deserve love and so she's gonna make it happen and just so you know in this world of the interstellar brides tm love mm-hmm. equals double penetration all the time no Every no day. that's not true that is not true all the take time. it back no that's fr- no we have we have at least one scene in this book where it's just one of the dudes because the other one's working <laughs> he's on shift <laughs> and th- no 
in the first time that they have sex with her together, they both just take turns. That's true. You're right. Her, I'm so sorry. Pocket. I'm so sorry. But what do they put in her butt during that scene? Something. Well, they have to train her for <laughs> the ceremony. <laughs> and anus does not expand by itself, Erin. Oh, I can't wait. About halfway through this book, I was like, we're going to get an anal talk with Melody somewhere in here. <laughs> And about how much she loved, how much they prepared her butt. I did. Although, actually, this was one of the only ones, because, you know, I read four. <clears throat> this was one of the only ones where I was actually a little bit concerned, but we'll get to that. Okay, okay. we got to we gotta get in this. So, so here's what's like, going on. Wake up, Ms. Bryant. Yes. And they do the whole processing thing, and we learn that Amanda Bryant is a seasoned five-year spy for the USA. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, I'll get into that too, because I had some, you're a terrible spy with Melody. We're going to have a whole, we're going to have a whole segment of what the fuck like, kind of spy is this? Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Okay. Okay. So she's a spy for the US government. You know what I liked here? It was very nondescript. I don't know what agency she works for. I don't know. The CIA. She says the company. Yeah, but it's not, it's not like, it's not, she's no, not she definitely super says CIA. specific. I didn't read that. Never mind. All right. Now I don't like it as much. I was hoping <laughs> she was so vague that you couldn't pick it apart. That was my, like, I really liked that it was vague. All right, never mind. All right. So we find out that she is a spy and that this is actually an assignment. So three weeks ago, three months ago, sometime in the very, very near past, aliens, descended upon earth and they were like we're huge and we just want to battle in our solar system by the way we're like seven feet tall and yellow and golden and fucking hot and we've been fighting this hive for a thousand years and we're here to protect your planet but in we like we don't care what you do on your planet just Mm -hmm. be your planet still but what we want in return is a thousand soldiers a year and a thousand interstellar brides a year. So buckle up, humans, because we have to battle this hiveness together. And the U.S. government, actually all the governments, are very dubious about this whole thing. So they have decided that they are going to send the very first bride into space because their soldiers can't be processed for a couple of days. That's what they actually yeah, say. For, they're not going to have an intelligence process. gap of two days. <laughs> two so days. Sending their <laughs> finest CIA operative who works at the Pentagon shrug. <laughs> That's why I like that they were vague. I'm like, yeah, sure, Pentagon. You could be okay. intelligence of any service. Fine. I'm pretty sure. She says the company, which yeah. is always the CIA. I know, but like maybe, I don't know. But I maybe just thought not. She wasn't, I could be wrong about that. It was kind of like vague. But then she talks about, like, how how when the aliens landed, the president called in the National Guard. And I'm like, that's yeah. not how that works. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. There's a lot. So, okay. Now, they do the whole processing thing. And the the lady is like... Success! How, like, what, what did you see? And she was like, well, I saw two of them. And she's like, good, 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 two, good. Two, two mates for you. Excellent, excellent. Yes. And then, but they never really, and this is a hallmark of the whole series. Warden Agara, the, the woman who's talking right now, the processing person, is never like, do they never give the brides the full rundown? So a good, I don't know, quarter of their story is them being like, what? Two? 
what <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or in in the case of book three what three what uh-huh. <laughs> get ready okay then she's like okay can i say goodbye to my family and lord nagar is like yeah absolutely wait. i'll send okay your wait. dad right in <laughs> no wait i mean <laughs> a- so she's in this chair oh yeah she's strapped down completely fucking naked strapped no she has a gown on Ahem. Listen, I'll give you that she mentioned the company one time, which I searched, (laughs) but I will not give you this because it says, I just had an orgasm right here in this damn chair, pinned and naked like a freak. I was a five-year intelligence operative. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. So it says she's naked. Okay, hold on. I'm going to find it. I've been assigned to this mission because my country was trusting me to maintain control, to do what was needed to be done in space, not fall apart and beg for (laughs) orgasms from the first alien whose hard cock made me so hot I forgot my own name. Yeah! You can read any paragraph from this book and it's hilarious. Okay. It is gold. Okay, wait, no. My pussy was dripping wet and the <laughs> gown scrunched up beneath me was soaked. But how is she? Gown, she bitches. Naked gown, too. Gown, she gown. also yeah, because she she's naked. naked. It's like a doctor's office. It's like your gyno. You feel naked even though there's like a paper gown on you. Okay, all right. So then Bitch. she says, I want to talk to my dad or whatever. Yeah. And then they send in the other two like CIA operatives. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm taking over. I'm okay, taking over. Sorry. Because no, because I am a I am a lay person mm-hmm. and I had a visceral reaction to this. Okay. She's like, okay, I'll send in your dad. And then two dudes with buzz cuts and like forty dollar suits and black ties walk in and are like, Hello, Agent Amanda Bryant. Comma daughter. <laughs> no, not even that. No. They're like, they're like, I hope that you know. Meanwhile, she has been debriefed and prepped for this mission for the past like three months. Mm-hmm. She's been doing this. She's been getting ready for this. <laughs> Bitch knows what her marching order marching orders are. But instead, he walks into the basically enemy facility without any idea about whether or not they're taping him right now or what the security protocols no, are. No, and he's not like, even. I hope that you know, Agent Amanda Bryant, that your job <laughs> is to infiltrate <laughs> this alien's battleship and send back information on the ship, mm-hmm. on the uh, protocols, and as much alien technology as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And she's like, in her, in her inner monologue, she's like, yeah, that's what we've been talking yeah. about for the past three Trevor, months. I've got it. Like, dude. <laughs> Matt, it's gonna be fine. And then when Warden Nagara walks in, the book says, "When the two suits were gone, she turned to me, the tablet in her lap, and her smile genuine. You okay?" And my note was not obvious at all. No. They couldn't put on some cargo pants and a polo. Yeah, I. The note I wrote here was bad spies with Aaron. Not quite as bad as Fiona yet. Oh, but boy. pretty bad oh, spice. Oh boy, those them's fighting words. Come at me, sharks! <laughs> Chomp me! They have such big teeth. Those sharks, they have big teeth. That's fine. You okay, sing your Lord so, songs. Oh, oh, come at me! There's more. There's more. I have another bad spy with Melody moment coming so up many. during her examination. Okay. Well, is it? Is it? No, I was engaged once, but that had ended the night I told my fiance I was a spy. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to tell him I was a spy, so bad on me. Was it those two sentences? 
Well, it's so actually bad on me. Yeah. I just wrote a note. I'm like, bitch, you don't even have to be a spy to know that. You just have to watch <laughs> Alias. Like, that's yeah. like the first or episode Mission of Alias. Impossible? Hey, fiance, I'm a spy. And then he's dead in the fucking bathtub. That's what happens when you tell your fiance exactly you're happens. a spy. The company don't fucks with that. Yeah. All right. So here we go. All of a sudden, they start processing her. And they throw in at the end of it. They're like, P.S., your body's going to be prepared for the... <laughs> So good. For the customs and expectations of your mates. And she's like, what? What? Prepare? What? And like the door mm-hmm. closes and she goes into blackness. She's also implanted with a neuroprocessing chip that allows her to know all languages. It's a battle Which I want. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Only yes. it's done with a needle. And then they lower her into blue goo. And I'm like, blue goo. how are you breathing? Is it okay? But that's the end of that <laughs> chapter. So... Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a big cliffhanger as to whether she's drawn in blue goo or not. Wait, can I just can I just say that this so first of all, here's my one problem with this whole thing is like if you are going if your body is going to be quote unquote prepared for mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah. In this case, it means that she gets totally shaved. In in other books that I have read, <laughs> it means that they got nipple piercings and one where she got a clip piercing on the way to the planet. Ooh. But my question is why don't they prepare her butthole then? <laughs> you know? <laughs> then she wakes up and she's like, butthole is ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay, also, she's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to be able to communicate with Earth, right? And Or whatever. And the lady's like, no, Miss Bryant, you are now a warrior bride of Prillian Prime. Prillian Prime. Subject to the planet's laws, customs, and protections. <laughs> You're never coming back to Earth. And then she's like, after 30 days, if you don't like your mates, you may pick another mate on Prillon Prime. And I was like, but how long is a day? Because, like, remember in Interstellar when they went to that planet and, like, seven minutes was, like, 20 Mm -hmm. years on Earth and they wasted that Mm -hmm. time trying to get away from that big wave? Like, that could be, like, a really long time. I know, but... I will say that since she's never going to leave and she's never going to come back, it actually doesn't matter because time is relative. She doesn't <laughs> fucking know that. She doesn't know. She like there's so no. much she's fucking ignorant about. And I'm just like, yeah. how bad of a spy are you? Like they didn't have any intel about this interstellar brides program. It seems like all they had to do was ask this lady. <laughs> totally. Actually, that does become an issue. in I think book two. Because one of the ladies enters the Interstellar Bride program as a form of witness protection, and she has to come back and uh, testify. And time works differently, guys. Mm -hmm. It's rough. It's rough. So also with the needles coming at her and they're going to inject her with a needle, she's like, oh, I don't. I'm scared. I do not do needles. And I'm like, Pentagon? That's my, (laughs) no, that's my issue. We're coming up to it. So Marine, I don't know what you are, but... You should do needles. Yeah, right. You guys get shots for everything. All the fucking time. (laughs) Right. So chapter two, we meet our heroes. We meet Grig, the commander (laughs) of the Pearl and Prime. Sorry, if you hear, it's me beating on my chest because I love it so much. (laughs) It's so good. When we open to his chapter, he's just like, sup, guys, I'm Grig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because we're in his yeah. perspective. This bounces between the perspectives, first person mm-hmm. of all three people, two aliens and one person. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm Greg. I'm about to shoot these motherfuckers out of the sky. And I'm like, yeah, because Wait. as a commander, he's like breaking all protocols and he's like in a battle wing. He's going pew, pew, pew 
in real life and not sitting on the deck where he fucking should but be. But there is like zero language barriers. He's just like a bro. No, he's like we listen. We get the neurotransmitter too with but, Amanda. No, okay, we'll talk about These, this a little bit down actually, the line. I did have one yeah. issue because this is a hallmark of Grace Goodwin's writing. Mm-hmm. Instead of using like a semicolon to mm-hmm. do two thoughts, she'll be like, "I missed him so much, comma." For he was my soulmate. Yeah, it's a lot. Instead of, that. of either making them two sentences or whatever, and I had an issue with that because it there's no fucking way that Amanda would always say comma for blah blah blah, and that the aliens would also do that. Yeah, there's and a, it's yeah, it's that's just just the way she writes. That's it been in every book I've read. It's just a thing. But I think that their voices are all the same, which is difficult because two of them are space aliens and one of them <laughs> is Amanda. <laughs> So I didn't care. The other thing is, yeah, this is a real like if you're gonna quibble about something, this is low <laughs> for this book. So also the other thing is like they will sometimes in this book have uh, weird little language gaps, even though she's got the babble fish in her brain. Yeah, where she's like, "You guys are so hot," and they are like, "Beep boop bop." Actually, we are standard temperature, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys are having trouble with the word hot to mean sexy, but you're not having trouble with the word motherfucker. We're throwing around yeah. motherfucker, and that's fine in both languages. That's something that is space-wide. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's very weird how often they're throwing around other slang, but then, like, every yeah. once in a while, they'll get caught on a word, which is... Yeah, later on, she's like, is that a sex toy? And he's like, ooh, I've never heard of it like that, yeah. but I like it because I want to play with it. I mean, that was kind of <laughs> cute, that one. It was but, really like, cute. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So we open up. Grig is on a ship. Grig is fucking up some hive bros. And then, and then he's lasers. talking to Rav. Yeah. Pew, pew. And then he's talking to Rav. Con Rav. Comes. His first Con Rav. cousin. His, his first. No, it's, it's nope. a thing. It's his a first thing. cousin. Well, so that's, that. so that is Don't standard. make it better, Melody. It's his <laughs> first cousin. <laughs> It's a standard thing in alien cultures that we encounter in the Grace Goodwin series, at least so far. Well, you don't know this yet because you've only read this book. You just know that Mm -hmm. Greg and Conrad are real. Yeah, I went like my whole. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, screech. Yeah, don't worry, guys. They make it very clear later on that A, they're not interested in incest. And B, they're very like, I love you, but no homo. Yeah. So. We'll get to that too. There's All right. a very sweet scene where they talk about how they don't want to fuck each they other. They don't want to fuck each other. They don't want to. <laughs> so sweet. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, and actually, it is really sweet. Thank you very much. Yes. But all right. So he's fucking up some aliens. He's talking to the uh, captain who is under him, and he's talking to Conrad, his his cousin, and his second, and the doctor of the ship, mm-hmm. and. Their banter back and forth is so bro-adorable. It's great. But then Grig gets shot out of the sky. And then he's rolling around in the space times with just like with a hole in his suit. And the pressure's going down and it's crazy. And, and then somebody. Like, the, the hive's going to get him. The hive is the bad yeah. guys. And he's like, kill me before the hive gets me. Yeah. yeah. Shoot me the fuck down. Yeah. I will not become one of them. Because yeah. that's a hallmark of their race they take over other organic yeah. beings the and hive they, is they like turn, zombies yeah they turn your dudes into fighters against you and it is bad times mm-hmm. so they rescue him and they bring him back and then they're doing the medical things on him and then they put him into this giant regen pod all right here's <laughs> 
here's a time that I need to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Conrad, yeah. his first cousin. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it every time. Is mm-hmm. a uh, doctor, and a mm-hmm. doctor in this space time is that you have a wand that you wave yep. over somebody that uh, repairs them. And so you're standing there when he's brought into your medical wing, and then you're like, get him to the pod! And then they put him in a pod that then And then your job is everything. done. Yeah. So you just have to stand there and be like, to the pod! But you don't <laughs> even move him to the pod. That is a doctor. <laughs> that is what <laughs> doctors do. Actually, that is addressed in book, I think, two. <laughs> because the woman is a doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. he just pushes the button on the pod. That's all he does. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, as Grig is getting repaired, the captain and the doctor are like, this fucking guy takes way too many risks, and we don't understand, and he's just, like, trying to put a Band-Aid on his rage by being out on the front lines, and we cannot have that, because if he dies, then his asshole father is going to take over command of the ship, and it's all going to be bad news bears. And then Conrav is like, hey, captain. You are technically in charge right now. So I need you to order me to order Grig a mate because then he can fuck it out and he won't need to release all of his tension in a battle with. Yeah. We can stop making, doing the battles, putting him in danger. Yeah. And also I am so always hard because I'm his second and the guy will not order me a mate. I'm so, so I would like a mate hard too. Because I just want to do sex with no. my cousin. No. They don't know Homo Aaron. Wait. <laughs> For my balls to touch the balls of my first cousin. You know what? In, in yep. sex. <laughs> I can't wait to have a mate between us, is mm-hmm. what he's saying. So they do it and they order him a mate. Now, the way that the interstellar bride processing plant works <laughs> is that they take all of your subconscious deepest desires and wants and needs and and everything and then they match you to another being and then they you know just close this distance between you and they're like we think this is going to work because you're a 99 percent match that is what greg and amanda are so everybody buckle the fuck up and listen because 10 days later bitch arrives 99 surprise match doesn't mean shit I have been 99% matched with several people on Match.com. Not by aliens. I don't Not know that. by aliens, I don't know Madden. that. They didn't get into your brain parts now, did they? I was a 99% match with my coworker, Matt. We came to work the next day and we're like, we matched last night, 99%. And then we're like, all right, <laughs> see you later. It was just like the hating game, only nothing ever happened because no one wanted it to. <laughs> Listen. Match.com is so low on the totem pole, it is not even it is not even sniffed at by the alien coalition's bride processing. How plant. dare you, you do not know, give you they may mm-hmm. well use eHarmony to match these people. <gasps> How dare you, madam? No. This thing is magic. It is science magic, Aaron. eHarmony once told me that I had no matches. <laughs> None. <laughs> and I found out it was because I put that I wasn't a Christian on the thing. But I didn't know that. Like, at the time, I guess eHarmony was only matching, they would only match you if you were a Christian. Religious. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I was just like, I've got none in the zeros. I answered these 32 <laughs> questions. And not, I don't <laughs> think I answered me? any of them crazily. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't answer any of them like, 
only ear stuff or something that like might <laughs> put me on an island. Like they were pretty standard, and they were just like, "No, you'll never find love, Aaron." And I was like, "All right, <sighs> I guess I'll take my twenty nine ninety nine and go." <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the harmony. All right, all right. Sorry, so- sorry. All of a sudden, Greg is masturbating yet again because for the past 10 days, he cannot get this ethereal woman out of his mind. Um, And there's a, a, they call him to the med bay because his mate is here. And he's like, what? I didn't get myself a mate. And then they go. And then as soon as he sees her, everything, just the power of his matedom washes over him. And he's like, I need to protect her and I got to fuck her and I got to, she's so beautiful. I just need to mark her and we need to bond immediately and the whole thing. So, and meanwhile, Rav is just like jumping foot to foot being like, she's here, she's here, she's here. She's not mine, but she's here. She's kind of mine. No, she's, yeah, she is. I mean, but here's the thing. Rav had the opportunity to order himself his own match, mm-hmm. and I still don't understand how that's not a better situation for him. Because he him. wants to fuck Grig. He's kind of yeah. in love with Grig. That's well, they are. They the love thing. each other. It's like I could go get my own mate, but I really want to be Grig's second because I want our balls to touch sometimes by accident. <laughs> like that is that is what is I happening. Know. The one thing He's that bothered like, me about I this: I want to be there doing sex with my first alien <laughs> cousin. That yeah. is what was going well, on. The one thing that does bother me about this is the amount of no homo in this because I really wanted them to be like, yeah, I wanted it to be like kind of homo, but I also didn't want them to be first cousins. <laughs> yes, I know. It's a whole jumble Why? of mixed it's emotions. It's necessary. <laughs> because that's how Prill and Prime works. It okay. has to be of the I same know, line I got or it, something like, like that. But <laughs> Grace wasn't given like a hey, this is the historical history of actual Prill and Prime, and you've got to work Fair. with it. She thought of the first cousin thing. Why? Why? I know. Why? I know. In book, I whatever mean, I'm talking about. I love it. With, um, I love it. I know. I loved it so much, but I was also like, ew. Wait, wait, wait. Erin, can I just say <laughs> yes. that if you, I think it's called Mated to the Viking, Vikings or something like that. Uh-huh. It's book three or four. Of this? Yeah. Uh, she's matched with triplets um, <laughs> do they all do her at once in order to bond yes. in order to have the sacred final well, bond we know, well, it has to be only the double penetration be, will do it triple no i got no, it triple penetration I know, but in this book it literally says yeah and and it's so tough because they all have to come simultaneously for the oh, for the man. seed power to work at the same time. So in like the climactic scene, they're like, I'm almost ready. And then the other guy's like, I can get there. <laughs> and then the third guy's like, oh yeah, God. let's do this. It's like a physics problem. <laughs> That's so hard. I know. Oh my God. I know. May I read I a know. passage from this um while they're just looking at her on the table? Yes. Please. Um, quote, we're in Griggs uh Griggs first person POV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right, Rav. No one sees her like this. Ever. I growled the last, an instinctive need to protect her rising with the speed and ferocity I would uh-huh. never have believed possible. Oh, I love this part. My reaction was illogical, as mm-hmm. our official mating ceremony would be witnessed and blessed by my chosen warriors, those Rav and I chose to honor <laughs> with my trust during that sacred rite. They would be watching us fuck her, claim her, make her ours, and not simply admiring her beautiful body. Yeah, there's a difference, Aaron. So I wrote... Weird, bro. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not behind okay. you on this. I know, I know. So we got to speed this up a little All right, bit. Okay. All right. So next this is my thing favorite is actually... scene. This is my favorite scene. Oh, I can't wait to find out why. Okay. So it's um, bonkers. Because it's banana town bonkers. It's so good. Okay. So she wakes up and she's like, I'm naked Z's. You are attractive, but I don't like that I find you attractive, right. really, because I just met you. We should say these aliens look exactly like men, just yes. bigger and with bigger penises, and they're orange. And they're golden orange yellow. yellow. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, just like men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, except, yeah, they're like seven feet tall. Yeah, so- big yellow men and with huge penises. And as we'll learn, magic pre cum. <laughs> magic pre cum and magic cum. Yeah, they, just, and they, yeah, it's yeah, all magic they do, in there. Yeah. They do two different yeah. things, though. It's amazing. Uh-huh. All right. So, oh, God. And the pre-cum comes into play in a few minutes. So they're like, hello, mate. We are, we have been put together to do this thing. And it's so exciting. I am your, I am your mate. And then Rav's like, oh, but I'm the second one. I'm, I'm your I'm second, though. I'm also mate. I'm a I'm fake doctor and I'm his first cousin and I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> and she's like what what i could not possibly and then but inside she's like i want to so badly yep i remember that dream so yeah yeah so they're like all right mate you need to lie back and we're gonna examine you and she's like i have a lot of tests on earth so like i don't know what the fuck you want to do and they're like no you were beamed through space and then reassembled we got to make sure you can come and she's like that's all they care about they're just like (laughs) We don't care if your heart's working or your brain's working no. or like any of your nervous system or whatever. Does just your like, clit work? <laughs> can, can you come? <laughs> we need to make sure. So they put. Okay. So also. So wait, they wait. Put there's problems. also. Yeah. They yeah. also put these little mechanisms into her to where she doesn't ever have to pee or poop again. She never. They shove something up in her butt or whatever. That eats all yeah, her poops which, for her. Well, no, it magically takes it and gives it to the ship so yeah, that the ship the can ship reprocess it. it. It's a teleportation poop device that they put up yeah. in her butt and into her bladder. And actually, one thing I really liked about that is just that, you know, one of the hardest things about regular anal sex is that you got to keep clean back there. You know sure. what I mean? And so she never has to deal with that. That's so nice. Yeah, I would almost rather just do the normal keeping it clean back there than have to deal with a tiny robot in my anus that's collecting. <laughs> you don't all know about the robot and teleporting it. The robot is so quiet and small. <laughs> I just, I, what I think about is like you know when they say a dishwasher is real quiet, but the, the house will be quiet. Then all of a sudden you'll hear like. <laughs> That's why I imagine she'll just be like sitting having a quiet conversation with her generals as Lady Zakar, which is their last name that she takes. Yeah, yeah. And then just all of a sudden you'll just hear like a little, <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, that's just my poop robot. You guys have them too. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's just eating my poops in my anus. <laughs> so we got to get back to <laughs> What do you mean so we've got to they... get back to the story? This is the story, Melody. This is not a tangent. This is a plot point. There's a robot so... in her butt. He eats her poop. <laughs> yes. All right. Kay. So they so he puts a, a vaginal probe right up in there, and then he puts a little anal probe right up in there, and then he affixes this little suction vibrating cup right to her clit. 
<laughs> and when he's like, he looks at Greg, Rav, the doctor, the fake doctor, looks at Greg and he's like, she's 60% of the way there. I'm- and Greg is like, what does that mean? And he's like, I haven't even started the testing. And she's 60% of the way to full climax. Yeah. And they're both like, mm, we and are they lucky watch it warriors. Go up, they're like, 70% to orgasm, 80% to orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite scene. But she's so like writhing on the table and they're like it's very like scientifically being like, yes, yes, very wet. Like, <laughs> so then, then all of a sudden she's like 85, 90% so, of the way. No, she's 85% of the way. She's so scientifically, and empirically close to orgasm. That's, that is correct. And Greg looks over and he's like, turn it off. Shut it down. Ah. And then she's like, what? Why would you do that? I, what? And then Rav is like really, really confused as well. And then in a the most demanding voice, he says, turn it off, Rav. That's an order or something like that. And then he, he does turn it off. And then Rav looks over and he goes, 90%. <laughs> because just the way that he said that got her a little bit closer. Uh-huh. And then they can they can tense they can sense that she's a little bit scared, and so this guy leans over really because the whole time he's been like, "Look at me, look at me," and she won't do it because she's humiliated. So then he leans over and he pulls her hair and he pulls her face over and he's like, "Your pleasure is mine. mine. You will not come for a machine. You will not touch yourself. You will not do anything like that. Your pleasure is mine." It was a little hot. And I mean, yeah. And then he's, but it's also like terrifying. So then he steps back. This man he she just met steps back, undoes his pants, strokes his cock yep. like three times, his starts orange, gooping up that magical precom. <laughs> he starts just lapping it up with his fingers, and then he puts that magical precom right onto her clit, and all of a sudden this burst of heat goes into her body and he starts rubbing it out and i don't remember exactly i think he says something doesn't he i don't care he just starts he just starts playing the dirty dj like nobody's business Mm -hmm. and so she does come finally right oh he's like rav the sensors are still the sensors are still attached your protocols will be met right and rav gives him a knowing smile and is like of course it will mate (laughs) so then she comes. It's a whole thing. They take all the probes out of her because let's re- recall this whole time she's had a vaginal probe and an anal probe. And then he's been dirty DJ in her clit. And he scoops her up into his lap and he holds her as she comes down from her magic pre-cum orgasm. And I, everyone is very pleased. This was the best scene. There were so many just like nuggets. There of were gold. so many things. When Rav is going to put the, the the poop bod in her, he says, have you ever had anything inside of you here, mate? And she yes. says, no. He says, my cock jumped at the news. This virgin ass was mine. And I was like, okay, fine. Then he goes, as the primary mate, Grig has exclusive rights to her pussy until she became pregnant with our first child. After that, I would be free to claim her as well. To fuck her and hope my seed would take root. You guys, nothing compares to just reading this thing out loud. Okay. Until then, as her second mate, her ass, her mouth, and the rest of her was mine. 
when we claimed her in the mating ceremony. Greg, like, this is the weirdest exposition I've ever read. I'm in into it. I'm into Greg it. Greg would take her pussy. And, oh, God, I can't even read it out loud. It's so dirty. <laughs> Do it, awful. Aaron. Okay. <laughs> Greg, it's so dirty and amazing. Greg would take her pussy, and I would be balls deep in this tight pink ass. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's so good. That's when I just started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. And David's like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, David, there is a vagina alien and an ass alien. I can't. But I, one of the things, it's a spinoff. She does a thing in, in their first sex scene that is actually really fucking cool because that is, that's traditionally how it's done. Is that the primary mate, yeah, you know for a fact. That's the one cousin. Yeah. <laughs> one cousin does you this way and the other mm-hmm. cousin takes you that way but the tradition is that you know for a fact that the primary mate definitely has one child that they fathered and then from there it's sort of like a game of roulette you don't know who is the father all right so all right then they put the collars on yeah 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 so they put the collars on each other now i was like mating collar like my feminist my hackles went up i right? imagine and I was your like, hackles just going up and then we? getting relaxed this whole time like <laughs> yeah you come only for me hackles and you're like yeah okay because all right so the mating collars serve two functions we learn one is that if she were just to walk around unclaimed, like warriors would basically be tackling her and each other. They would be dogpiling on her to try to be her mate. And specifically yeah. Atlan warriors who are beasts, If so they go into heat. And then if they can't find a mate that can tame them, they turn into berserker giants who murder everyone. Is yeah. there a book about one of those? Because yep. I, I love an incubus, is. which is, that's what that is. So, bad boy werewolves, I also enjoy an incubus. Not only is it that, but it's like kind of a cool dynamic because the lady is, she wants to go find her brothers as a soldier, but she like accidentally gets put in the Interstellar Bride program too because they're like, lady soldiers, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so she has been mated to him and then she gets put into the soldier program. So now he knows he has a mate, but she just won't come to him. And so he goes and finds her. Yeah, he has to, be to like, or he turns into a crazy... Yeah, berserker. He's going to kill all his friends. Yeah. Okay, so she finally at the end, because she's like, what if I don't want to put on the collar? And they're like, we will fight death matches and kill all of our soldiers in order to be your mate. And she's like, well bloodshed doesn't sound real nice and what they don't tell her is that it's one of those things once again where like she never has all the information and so she's supposed to be a spy right and she keeps on reminding us of this my primary mission here is to be a spy this is my work job i need to remain professional (laughs) that's right so she decides to put on the collar and all of a sudden she's like She's drowned in these emotions that are like lust and protection and need and desperation and blah, 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 blah. And Rav is like, Greg, you got to rein yourself in. You're drowning both of us. And he's like, I can't. I can't until I've claimed her. (laughs) I can't. Because the the callers also transmit all of their emotions. Every single one of their emotions gets transmitted between the three mates. Including the dudes. In one of the other books she wrote, 
they say that the callers have been like desensitized between the dudes. So the dudes only have a connection to the woman. And I don't like that as much. I feel like the triad really needs to be connected. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. so they take her to the place. They take her to the bedroom, basically. And, oh, she notices one of the Atlan warriors. And she's like, hmm, because she just got a little turned on. And he says something to the effect of, close your eyes, yeah. mate. Rain or I will in, have bitch. to... Yeah, I will have to remind you who that wet pussy belongs to now. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> like, and then she All closes right. her eyes. I'm like, keep those eyes open. Like, right? <laughs> like, your whole job is to find out the schematics yeah. of this ship. Keep your eyes open. While we're a little bit off topic, I just want to say that the Demonica series by Larissa Ione is a great mm. Incubus series if you're into that. Ooh. I don't remember right. if they're all Incubi's. I don't remember. They're all demons. All Everybody's right. demons. Anyway, moving Everybody's on. Everybody's demony. All right. So she's like, all right, we're going to this bedroom, but mm, I don't think I'm going to fuck them, though. <laughs> and then they're like, we oh, yeah, you are. you now, mate. Beep, boop, yeah. We're aliens. We'll claim. <laughs> Sex aliens. Must claim. Otherwise, other dudes can get up on you. Actually, this is a hallmark of the Interstellar Bride series. They arrive, they meet their mate, and they must immediately fuck, and it has to be recorded and witnessed in some way. Because we find out that the dream she had earlier is actually she was watching someone else's mating ceremony. And, like, they find out that, like, that's what you're into by showing you all of these images of different kinds of sexy times. And the one that you react to the most, they're like, oh, Prill and Prime. She likes the DP. We're, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. All right. So they take her back. Yeah. Grig has Rav lay her on the bed, but with their head, like, hanging off the bed so that she can look at Grig, who's sitting in a chair, totally naked. Like, they just walk into this room and they start taking off their alien clothes. And she's like, yeah. hey, what's up? Like, what are we, uh-huh. we going to do? Are we going to play some board games? Or, like, what right. We- Scrabble, yeah. maybe. Nope. So and, um, Grig's sitting in his chair. He's got his... Well, his- and, and Grig... Greg can't, he doesn't trust himself. And she knows because of the color. He doesn't trust himself to touch her yet because he just wants her so badly. Mm-hmm. So he is incredibly uh, demanding and he's sort of a dom. And so he's like, Rav, here is exactly, oh God. He's like, that's right, Rav. We will fuck her. We will claim her. We will oh. make her ours. Mm, I've got it. I'm not happy to read it Do out loud because exactly. I feel strange. <laughs> Here are the things he says to Rav. Well, first, Rav's just going down on her. And by the way, they also, in addition to their super large penises, have super large tongues that are like... Super long, almost cat-like rough tongues. (laughs) All right. So Griggs yelling out commands at Rav. And he's... Oh, God. Melody, I don't know why I'm so embarrassed of this book. Maybe because it's just the dirtiest... I am not embarrassed by this. I am. Okay. (laughs) He says, fuck her, Rav. Wait, no, we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. Come on. I started already. I got up the nerve. All right. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Go ahead. (sighs) Fuck her, Rav. Fill that (laughs) pussy with your hard cock. Rav's shock was like a jolt of electricity through our link. What? He asked. You heard me, Greg said. (laughs) And my note was, just cousin stuff. Just normal cousin (laughs) stuff. And then he continues, fuck her, Rav. You are mine. She is mine. Your cock is mine. Your seed is mine. Your seed is mine. If she carries our child, it will be a child of the warrior clan Zakar. Fuck her. Fill her. 
now. And then I again said, just cousins being cousins. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, I had gotten over the cousins. Yes. So that's the thing, right? Griggs. uh, Stop making this normal. Stop (laughs) being like, yes, absolutely, Erin. That is the tradition of the planet Prillin Prime. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I just decided to go all in. All right. I made the choice and that's what I did. So I'm all in, but yeah. I, I still I can't. <laughs> being all in doesn't mean that you still can because I can't sometimes. You can't. All right. Fair. All right. So but this is a huge thing and it, it they talk about it later. But like that's not supposed to happen until the claiming or until she's pregnant. Rav is not supposed to be all up in the the baby maker, right? Right. We just so, read that passage. He's the exactly. butt alien. Yes. So he is sitting there being like, wow, this is a huge honor. I'm also really horny and I can't wait to get up in her baby maker. But also, like, it feels a little weird that Greg is like, I'm his too, but I'm also fine with it because Amanda thinks it's super hot. So like they process all of this and it's it's really interesting because Amanda can feel all the shock and everything, but she d- doesn't understand why. <laughs> what, Erin? <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I just realized that the other two aliens in e- Earth Girls Are Easy besides Jeff Goldblum are Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Continue on to with watch your that life, movie. but I love that out of that trio, I only remember Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Oh, boy. Because he's easily the highest of all the three of them, in my humble Mm. opinion, in 1988. Mm. Okay, sorry. Moving on. I just, I had Wikipedia at it, and I finally just looked at it, and then I saw that. So (laughs) I apologize. Okay. Okay. So then he's, he's up all up in her missionary style. And then he's like, then Grig is like, stop, Rav. And Amanda, once again, is like, what the fuck? Like, why are you, are you always this bossy? (laughs) And then he has him flip over so that she's cowgirl in him. And... Then he spanks her a few times because she lied earlier. Yeah. He was like, do you like it when I watch? And she's like, what? No, 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 of course I don't. No, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And he's like, you lied to us. You do like it when I watch. You do like it when I tell you guys exactly how to fuck. And so he spanks her a few times while Rav is still inside her. And then finally, he's like, squeeze him. Use your pussy muscles oh to squeeze. God. Just milk him of his seed. <laughs> And then we find out about the magic cum, you guys. They just met. Like, literally 10 minutes ago. 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Like, a quarter of an hour ago. They were like, hi, my name is. Okay. I just would want to be like, what do you guys, you guys like video games? You play books? What? what, (laughs) Play books? Do you read books? Do you, you know, what, what are your parents like? What, you know? No. No. Squeeze No, I want to know what your pussy pussy tastes like. (laughs) So she squeezes and she squeezes. And we find out that every single time they come, she comes multiple times because of whatever magic chemicals are in their cum. It is fucking amazing. And it fixes so many of our Earth sex problems, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it also calms her down. It's a sedation situation. Well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pre-cum is. The pre-cum is like, yeah, I'm into this. Mm -hmm. I don't have any reservations anymore because Gets you a little drunk. Yeah, exactly. And they talk about that later, too. So, all right. So then, as 
as Rav is done, she's coming and coming for like no reason other than the the come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, mm-hmm. then Ra- uh, Grig picks her up by her hips, puts her down, and then immediately just skewers her from behind. And then she comes even more because Grig comes. <laughs> it's a lot, guys. It's... It is so much. Yeah, it is so much. And then they snuggle, and that's really nice. They snuggle and fall asleep. And then the next scene is Grig thinking about his weird feelings about Rav. And he's just like, I don't understand why I'm so territorial over Rav. I don't know if I like it. I've never felt like that about him before. And then he goes and like goes back to his job because he can't think about it anymore. Right. Then he gets a call from his asshole father and his father's like berating him over almost dying instead of being concernicus. His father wants to, like, go with the... His father wants to surge this thing. Father wants to go wipe out the whole hive by doing a lot of, like, a lot of warriors at the situation. But that would mean a lot of everybody, suicide would, missions. everybody would die, according yeah. to What's-His-Face, Grig. Yeah. So, so that's the whole thing. But the rage and anguish and all of that is so intense that it actually wakes up Rav and Amanda. And so... Rav's like, Greg's upset. You go back to sleep. I'll deal with it. So then they have their little bonding sesh where they talk about his dad. And then they process the feelings that Greg had when they were fucking. (laughs) They were all fucking together. (laughs) And it's actually really sweet because. It is. It's sweet. It's sweet. I'm sorry. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. All of my notes are like, I love him, but no homo. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Rav's like. It's fine. I don't want to fuck you, but if you being a domineering asshole in bed gets our mate off that well, then like I'm yours to command. And also like your feelings for me are normal. It's called being a family. Mm-hmm. And we're a family. PS, we've always been a family because we're first cousins. <laughs> you just didn't know what family was. I'm just like, <laughs> Grace, stop <laughs> reminding us. <laughs> Also, they talk about how they definitely know that Amanda is a spy. Yes. That's it. Okay. Here is my other thing. I'm like, obviously, Rav knew this before she arrived. Yes. He didn't think to alert Grig that, like, we're we're welcoming a spy onto our ship and into our bed. Like, he was so horny. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't care if she's a spy. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Let the coalition burn. Mm -hmm. And... Warden Nagara, same thing, because he contacted Warden Nagara. She was like, I did have some weird feelings about those two CIA looking spooks who came in. And so I just, they just pulled up the video footage of the room and heard the orders that he gave her again. Right. Like terrible spyness. Really bad spy stuff. So they're like, She's ours now. We don't give a shit. We'll just make sure she knows that, like, we are where her allegiance lies now, not with those fucks back on her. And then it cuts to a scene where she is being taken around by Lady Mintar, who is, um, she's, like, one of the high-ranking ladies on the ship and a really, really nice lady. And she has a son, and they watch him in the little preschool, and it's super cutesies. She meets a whole bunch of people. She learns about their food system. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. She can order earth meals if she wants. Yeah, they're going to get her some earth meals for her. And then 
Lady Mintar drops her back off. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. They pick up the ATB. Oh, it's a little box that all new mates can okay, get. Okay, wait. It's let called me... the the anal training box. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so they take her back. How did I not highlight the anal training box part? Oh, don't worry. I did. Oh, there it is. Okay. There it is. Yeah. She goes, what's this? What's an ATB? I took the box about the size of a small shoe box and tucked it under my arm. Oh, ATB stands for <laughs> anal training box. That's not the official name. That's just what we ladies like to call it. <laughs> Holy balls. <laughs> like Their whole society is built on double penetration, Erin. I don't know why. Society. This is a shock to you. Also, they're going to talk about butt stuff openly. While we've been sitting here, and I'm sorry, I just still have this Wikipedia up for Earth Girls Are Easy. (laughs) Did you know? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Did you know that it was later a stage show starring Kristen Chenoweth? (laughs) Right? What? All of my minds are blown. I didn't know that. I definitely remember like sexy Jeff Goldblum stepping out of the thing all shaved of his blue hair, but I didn't remember oh. that part. Oh boy. Anyway. All right. So she drops her back off <laughs> and she starts going through the anal training box. She starts picking up all these little technologies mm-hmm. and she's like, huh, I don't know what any of these are for, but maybe I should send them back to Earth. I'll figure out a way to send them back to Earth. So as Greg walks in, she hears him and she starts hiding this toy in the cushions. And he's like, what is what are you doing, mate? And she's like, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. She was and thinking about how she could send the toy to Earth. Yeah. For Earth. Because it's Re- technology. Research. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch is so full of magical cum. Like, she can't yeah, think straight. Yeah, she's not straight. It's hard. No. It's, I, listen. If you or I were full of magical cum at our work jobs, it would be hard to do work job stuff. So I get I it. don't think... I get uh, yeah. that all she's thinking about is sending sex toys back to Earth to prep everyone's anuses to be prill and bribed. Completely. Completely. But actually, what it is, it's a, it's a nipple clamp toy. Right. So he walks over and he's like, I know you're lying, mate, but don't worry. I'll fuck it out of you. Mm-hmm. And they do some fucking. And she... Yeah. Point of order. This yep, is uh, <laughs> terrible spies with Aaron. Oh yeah. So she's like, mm. he's like, oh, how did you get picked to be the first lady interstellar bride of Earth? And she's like, oh, I'm not very interesting. I don't know. I just got picked. Which great, good oh. research, good cover story. Like maybe think about this yeah. a little bit. And he's like, oh, uh, on the contrary, I think being an operative with a government agency and signed to infiltrate and spy on an alien battleship is incredibly interesting. She froze. <laughs> Her dark eye is hidden as she blinks slowly, shock and relief bombarding you through the collar in equal measure. What? You heard me, mate. She shook her head. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I rolled my shoulders. I see you desire another spanking. No! Her denial was sharp and immediate. And then she spills the beans. Oh, wait. Yeah, my... I have a note. Okay, this is where... This is before. Right before you started. He's like, I was curious about you and like, why were you a bride chosen? And then the she goes, oh, it makes me so mad. She nibbled at her bottom lip and clenched the sheet tightly to her breasts. The knuckles turning white. I'm not that interesting. And I was like, worst spy ever. Why can't she show no outward inclinations, but he can feel them through the collar? Mm -hmm. Like that would make more sense to me because she's a five year trained spy. And then my last note is, 
I'm so competency flaccid. Yeah. The fact <laughs> that she spills all the, the beans fuck? on a threat of a spanking that she super enjoyed earlier today. <laughs> like, is she's like, no, oh no, don't spank me. I'm a CIA spy. What government secrets right. would you like? And I'm just like, you love right. it. You're like, it's like your favorite thing from earlier. Well, why? You basically almost came also, while he was let's spanking. Say it was you. like a real bad spanking that hurt real bad. <laughs> um, you're a spy. also i forgot to say this during the exam scene she says oh my god is there gonna be needles like beat me waterboard me do anything but not the needles and i was like what why are you giving my note there just said pentagon question mark like i don't (laughs) you're giving away like don't tell them you're afraid of snakes if you're afraid of snakes you know they know what to do then like People do better with this when they fill out their applications to be on The Bachelor. They're like, you know what? I sh- probably shouldn't say that I'm scared of heights or they're going to put me on the date where I have to zip the line down balloon. like the yes. Kuala Lumpur, like highest bank or whatever. Mm-hmm. People do better <laughs> at that. They're like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm afraid of uh, spiders. You know, and they're not going to do a spider date. Right. Pentagon. Pentagon. All right. So she tells him everything and he's like, mate. We, I'll show you whatever you want. Like, we'll take you on a little field trip tomorrow. You get to come to the command deck and you get to watch a mission. So that's what they do. They go to the command deck. They watch a mission. A dude dies. And then the whole mission was to try to get back a couple of dudes that had been lost. So the transport comes back. It's a whole thing. And then Grig is like, all right, we're going to the medical bay because you need to see what the hive is really like. So they go to the medical bay. Rav is like, our mate should not be in here. We should shield her from this. Get her the fuck out. Like, I'm not going to allow this. And they're both like, nope, she has to see. So this is when Rav is actually a doctor because he has to take out. No, no. He has to cut him. And he has to There's literally no medical knowledge involved in this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he cuts him him open and then he's like, oh, look at that silver orb attached to his spine. Yeah. I guess I should yoink that out. Yeah, he just grabs it and pulls hard. (laughs) That's what the passage is. This is not medical doctor. Like, what do they teach them in doctor school? Wand? I'm telling you, it comes up in book, I think, two. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm I'm not going to read book two, but... I know, I'm happy I to know. hear about it in a Patreon episode. In our bonus episode? Yeah. yeah, get ready. Okay, so it's horrifying, and they're like, now we just wait and see. He's either going to be okay, or he's going to self-destruct. And she's like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so then they watch, and and um and he wakes up, and he's like, Mara? Because this is Lady Mintara's second. This is her one friend on the ship's husband Mm -hmm. and so she's like she's already been really concerned and then he looks into her eyes and he's like mara mara and she's like she's coming she's coming and then all of a sudden he starts dissolving and imploding into his self-made acid bath inside of him because like the the silvery orb that's attached to your spine it creates more mm -hmm. orbs throughout your body as time goes on it's a bio synthetic Mm. i think i got that right so it (laughs) goes all throughout your body and so the longer you've been a hive member the worse it's going to be sometimes they can just yoink that out and you wake up and you're good but sometimes they yoink it out and all the other parts that are in your body self-destruct and they they 
poisoning you dead. So he starts bubbling and dissolving into his own acidness. And uh, that's when Greg gets called back to the command deck. And he's like, well, bye. I'm leaving you and your feelings here. It's actually kind of sweet and sad. But then she and Rav snuggle and they console each other. And he tells her that they were lost before she got there and how much he loves her and all the things. He tells her that when the coalition members showed up to Earth, that they showed the guys corpses. They showed them battles. They showed them hive operations. They showed them all this shit. And then her superiors just fucking lied to her because she they all they wanted her to get was weapons and technology. So she's like, <laughs> like nipple oh, clamps. <laughs> nipple clamps and some deep digging. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't understand. Because, so, because of two days before they could send soldiers. Yep. So she's like, well, fuck this and fuck all of that. When are the soldiers showing up? Because there's going to be spies with them too. Mm-hmm. All of the government secrets that she's leaked out. And he's like, they get here in two days or like tomorrow no, it's like, or something it's like, like now-ish. that. now-ish. I think, yeah, I think it's the next day. So it cuts. I'm sure they have some good sex that night, right? But it cuts away from that. Yeah. We don't see any of it. But there's no way these two guys go a night without it now that they have a new mate. Yeah. So <laughs> they create this whole plan. She tattles on Earth leaders to whoa, 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 all whoa. of the... Whoa. Oh, what? What? Don't we have a phone oh. call with dad for a little bit? I need to talk about it. Yeah, that was after that, though. So first, they actually see Lady Mintar. Everybody wants to meet um, new Lady Zakar. And they're, like, in the the cafeteria together and blah. And the guys are all proud because everybody has such respect for her. Then they see Lady Mintar. And she goes and consoles her. And it's all very sweet. And then she has to go sell her to government to the entire alien coalition. Yeah. So she has a conference call with all the dudes and she's like, hey, guys, Earth is not playing in good faith. And I was a spy and they're sending more spies and like they don't believe you or at least they're pretending not to believe you. And so the aliens are going to go down to Earth and sort them out in a matter of days. Then we have a conference call with the dad. Yeah. And he calls and he's like, why did you keep it a secret that you're mated? And he's like. I didn't. It just didn't seem like something you would be interested in. And he goes, well, she seems fine. I don't care as long as she breeds. (laughs) All right. Listen, there's a few things I need to talk about here. Yes. In Griggs narrative, when he's talking to his dad on the phone, he says, the war went on and on and fucking on. I'd been fighting since I was a boy. My father dragging me to the command deck when I was a mere child, teaching me strategy, teaching me how to deliver the killing blow, how to kill without mercy. 20 years I'd been fighting, and every death took a toll on my soul. I was battered, worn down. Maybe dad's strategy is the way to go. Bah! Because, oh, P.S., this war has been going on for a thousand years. Yeah, Griggs' strategy of, like, ooh, maybe, like, we don't want to have mass casualties, so, like, let's just continue to be kind of on the defensive and, like, maybe make a little smaller strikes. Like, and dad's strategy is, like, just throw it all at them because they're going to kill us anyway eventually. I think is better. I mean, I am not here to comment I on am. the war uh, strategy. And that of- is what I feel about that. Uh, Fair. Surges work sometimes. Okay, so then Grig, mm-hmm. all right. So then they he asks about the soldiers coming in. And Grig says, they're going through processing now. 
We'll take them to medical and they'll be all yours. How long will it take? About, tw- oh, that's where I got 20 minutes because they took 20 minutes to go through medical. But then they says, she says, we aren't giving them the full exam, just making sure they're healthy enough to survive the return trip. So <laughs> no way for, for these soldiers. <laughs> they're not going to have to go through the arousal meter where they like clamp something on these poor soldiers and they're like 20% to orgasm, 30%. Do you think Can they, you imagine? I bet they have a medical ball tickler, Aaron. Oh, I'm sure I bet they, they do. do. <laughs> How you're saying I bet they do and you've read four of these is beyond me because the fact that there hasn't been one yet. Is crazy. Well, because there, I I haven't encountered a like a male male interstellar bride situation or anything else. So I don't know. I only know about the lady exams. Okay, so then when he tells him about his mate and dad is mad. Okay, <gasps> this is so weird. He's like, "I'll transport for the ceremony immediately." Yeah, he says, and I'll everybody's be like, "There for uh? the ceremony." And <gasps> Griggs' narrative says, "Um, yeah, no." There was no way my father-in-law was going to watch this. No, that's Amanda's. That's her? That's Amanda's. This is Amanda's point of view. Yeah, that's why it's father-in-law, Okay, not sorry, father. sorry. Amanda. Yeah, no, there's no way my father-in-law is going to watch the claiming ceremony. Gross and altogether creepy. His protest mm-hmm. fell on deaf ears as Griggs, ah, uh, yes, as Griggs' rage boiled over. Gently, too gently, he stepped forward and used his arm to move me behind his back, out of his father's sight. No. What did you say to me? <laughs> Greg's entire body tensed with rage, and I stayed where he wanted me, content to lean against him, to press my forehead to the center of his back so he'd know I was there, that I was with him. She's comforting him. Yeah, it's fine. I said, no, father, no more. I heard her rustling <laughs> and felt Rav's approach as he walked to Griggs' side. They're all sex partners standing there in front of the dad. <laughs> as he walked to Griggs' side, standing with Grig, as he refused his father. What are you talking about no more? What the fuck kind of game are you playing with me, boy? And I noted, I'm reading an argument about whether a dad can watch his son fuck another alien and his cousin in front of a full audience. Like, how is this of all the things? How is this the thing that Greg's like, no, I will not let you watch me have sex with my new wife and my first cousin husband. Even though there's a hundred other people going to be in that room, all my best friends and family. How dare you, father? Because throughout no, this father. whole thing, like, the dad's doing real shitty stuff to him, like, won't call him his son, won't say he loves him, like, sends him into crazy mm-hmm. suicide battles. Like, maybe one of those things could have been the thing. But no, it was this. No more, father. <laughs> all right i'm done talking uh-huh. about that now okay <laughs> okay so then the soldiers arrive yep she explains to them that they are not going to be able to be spies and they're going straight home and then she pulls up on the intercom the two spooky suits and the secretary of defense and they're all very confused about why they're talking about talking to a mere woman and she's like cut the shit robert and alan you saw the corpses. You saw the hiveness. You saw. And the Secretary of Defense is, is like, The fuck what? are you talking about? And then Alan's like, What the fuck are you doing? He slams his hand on the table. What are you doing? Yes. And she's like, Saving you from yourself. And then she's like, P.S. The aliens are coming to get you. Yeah. So I get said, your shit together. I'm Lady Zakar of the 
That's right. Zakar shit. I am a proud warrior bride of Prillin Prime. And double (laughs) penetration has has elevated me to this level. And in fact, I need to cut off this phone call so that I can go get DP'd and make this shit official. In front of an audience that does not (laughs) include one of my new husband's dads, but does include his first cousin as a participant. (laughs) So they... Close it all off. And then the next line I find hilarious because it's from Rav's perspective. And he's like, my cock had been hard for hours. Grig refused to do the ceremony while there were liars and spies among us. <laughs> so Grig was like, I'm not, we're not DP on anybody until we get these goddamn and spies Rav's off like, of our oh, ship. I really want yeah. a DP right now. Why won't you let me? I want to get in that tight pink ass. <laughs> virgin ass (laughs) so Aaron this is where I was like I'm really concerned about your booty because I just don't so she's been here for not even three days right that that's my clock on it at this point she's been here for not even three days I have seen them no we know use two butt plugs and I just don't believe that that they're gonna be able to get two at least nine inch cocks (laughs) into her with no pain like we know that she's only been here two days because it was two days before the soldiers got there yes okay so like i just don't believe like i think you're emotionally ready sure but i am concerned about your booty hole and i think that that is a perfectly reasonable response because in the other books they take at least a week. And I'm even dubious about a week. I don't know about strenuous annual training, but I would think that it would take more. Like, they gave him 30 days. The window is a 30 days before the claiming ceremony. They gotta get That's it done. The thing. They gotta get it done. They gotta work up, but they gotta work on this shit for 30 days. And now two days in, she's like, no, I am stretched and ready for everybody. I've been doing my, I've been limbering up. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I just don't. Anyway. So then the ceremony happens and they offer her a blindfold. They offer her a blindfold and she's like, yes, I would like that blindfold because I don't want to look at the, I don't know, tens to a hundred or more warriors that are just looking on in fascination while my mates and I get it done. And then honestly... Can I? I was a little underwhelmed, disappointed. Well, because we already had the good version of this right at the top of the at thing. The front. So, yeah, yeah, I think that was the problem with this scene. But may I read you a line of how it begins? Uh huh. This is Grig talking. Open your mouth. I'm going to put my cock on your lip, and you're mm-hmm. going to lick off <laughs> all of my precum. It's going uh-huh. to heat your tongue and wet your appetite for our cocks. Do you understand? And she's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) I get it. Oh, man. And that's so the end. They all have orgasms in front of the big audience of all their friends and family. And and the the gods witness and protect them. Yeah, and her collar turns colors. And she accepts their claim, warriors. Her her collar turns color. Matches theirs now. And she says, I love you, Rabbit Grig. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then it's the end. Yeah. And happily fucking ever after. Just, I, yes. I loved this whole thing. 
It was. I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. That uh, you read the whole series. I didn't. No, Aaron. I was. So I was on a one click rampage, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, maybe I should just check to see how close I am to the end. And I had to stop. I had to talk myself out of it when I learned that there are 14 books in this series. Oh, no. 14. Oh, no. So, I mean, there is a universe of delight out there, you guys. You could go down a Grace Goodwin rabbit hole that just gives you all of your deepest, darkest fantasies if you'd like. Who knows? But it was so... I enjoyed all of them. Mm Mm-hmm problems and all Mm -hmm. like you know how one of my favorite sarah mclean uh sayings is sarah your your faves are problematic yeah (laughs) melody your faves are problematic so much problematic (laughs) as just off the chain bananas bonkers like yes so good so do you see the face oh yeah Everything on Aaron's face is is wide. I'm gonna take a screenshot. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no! So, I just all I did was turn it off. Uh, Damn it! I don't man, even know how to I, take a screenshot. I'm the worst. <laughs> I enjoyed this so much. I got that it. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even talk about it. Yeah, I got one too. Okay. All right, Erin, do you have a lady love that's not read all 14 of these books? <laughs> Is that yours? <laughs> I don't know. It might be. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I previewed it on Twitter. It's watch season two of Queer Eye and just ball your fucking eyes out. I yeah, I've heard. Not the first two to three maybe episodes. I just could not hold my shit together. The first episode, they do a woman who is just the most loving, amazing, big, open-hearted lady who's like a church person. I didn't mean she was a big lady. I meant her heart was big. Well, she is a big lady, but that's not what I meant. But anyway, the point is, oh my gosh, just tears of so much love all the time. They just have so much love to give, Melody. Ah, <sighs> they do. There's an episode where Antony wears guyliner that was illuminating for me. Ooh, um, I love that. Yeah, it's just it's just a great, great show. Oh, I love it. Actually, if my lady love is not going to be read all fourteen of these books, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to do a couple of shows too, because oh, maybe I'm only going to do one show because I can't remember what the other one I was going to talk about is, but. I finally decided that I was going to watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because I had been, it was one of those shows where I was like, I know I'm going to love this, so I don't want to start it because then I'll finish it and then it'll be done. Mm -hmm. It's a weird thing my brain does. Anyway, I finally watched it and it is so good. Yeah, I've heard it's so good. good. Oh, please, please watch it. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's um, it's an Amazon Prime show. Yeah. I have another one. Oh, are we going to do a bonus, though? Maybe I should save it. Are we going to do a bonus what? today? We're not doing a bonus today, are we? I don't okay. think we can do a bonus right. today. Okay, sorry. Continue, and then I'll tell you my other one. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. That's, that's <laughs> it. Okay. I think that's going to be it this week for me. If you guys remember, on one episode very early, I think it may have been, like, Shades of Vampires, 
I recommended the last 10 minutes of a Game of Thrones podcast called Binge Mode, where they talk about uh, friendship and fantasy and how important it is to our world. Remember yeah. that? Okay, so they, yeah. they're doing a new Binge Mode series where they read Harry Potter, which there are, there's Ooh. no shortage of people reading Harry Potter from beginning to end and doing podcasts about it. However, these two people have a certain magic in their friendship oh. and chemistry and their like unabashed love of the genre. They're doing five uh, chapters at once. Like each episode is five chapters. And the way that they do, they structure these shows and did in their Game of Thrones one too, is that they do a quick recap at the beginning. Then they do a deep dive and do a slow recap. Then Ooh. they do a deep, deep dive into a concept from the thing. Like it could be they the first one they did a deep dive into Green God's Bank and the history of it and that kind of thing. The second one was I think the Sorting Hat, you know that kind of thing. I don't remember what the awesome. third one was. So it's a lot of that. And then they do their seven most favorite parts of that five books. And then at the end, <laughs> they uh, crown whoever was the, the character that did the best in that <laughs> so in that you know it's more than just like a recap it's also like a lot of yeah. lore and a lot of and they're just like such cool good friends and they're just so excited about harry potter and i've been really enjoying it and i know a lot of you like harry potter so binge mode harry potter cool cool i'm into it um all right so you can find us on instagram at heaving bosoms uh facebook is heaving bosoms podcast we have a, a group called the Heaving Wisdoms Geriatric Friendship Cults, and we are not getting anyone's possessions so far. Bullshit. We have on Twitter, um, heaving, at heaving underscore bosoms. You can send us your Patreon address to our email. And anything else is, you want to send us. And anything else, but I just wanted to get that in there again. Um, that is heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. And our website is heaving is www.heavingbosomspodcast.com. We love you and we want you to follow us because yeah. we chat about shit. And if you're new to the podcast because you came on board because of the Sarah McLean interview, which I think is a lot of you. Oh, yeah. We do have a bribe, which is if you give us a five-star review on iTunes and mention a book, we'll do the book. It might not be for like a year because we've got a big backlog. <laughs> <laughs> but we will do the book eventually. Um, and you don't mm -hmm. have to give us... If you want to give us a three-star iTunes review, that's fine. Um, we just won't do your book. We just won't necessarily... Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not an unfair bribe, but it is a bribe. Take the bribe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love everyone who reviews. Thank you Thank so much you. for doing that. I would I would love uh, to see more reviews roll in, or at least ratings. If you want to just rate, that's fine, too. But we love reading reviews. It's helping people they're... find us, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to... We want to grow the HB community and, and have you guys connect because it's really fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So keep oh my being God. a badass. The choices here are just so The choices are many. I don't even know. Like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with the number of funny things we could say right now. <laughs> and love yourself as much as you love probable medical ball ticklers. <laughs> Yes. And love yourself. As much as you love inevitable medical ball ticklers. <laughs> and love yourself as much as you love magical pre-cum. <laughs> I like that one, too. I do like that one. Uh-huh. And love yourself <laughs> as much as you love. <laughs> Man, there was poop a robots that eat your poop and <laughs> teleport it to the 
internship <laughs> at your work yes. job. <laughs> Magical poop robots. Love yourself as much as you love the worst spies ever. Yeah, spies uh, that will crack a threat of spanking. Yeah, <laughs> spies that will crack over the threat of spankings they enjoy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> First cousins who have sex, no homo, but their balls do touch a lot and they're into it. Um. You know what? Frankly, love yourself as much as you love having your dad come to the ceremony being the last straw. <laughs> Years of abuse, but no dad will not watch no this more. with the rest of my society. <laughs> All right, one of those has to be usable, right? I think I'm going to leave them all. I think they're finally going to see behind the curtain of how these things happen. Guys, behind our very elusive, perfect curtain of our perfect veneer, (laughs) you'll get to see. All right. All right. I love you so much, Erin. I love you. Goodbye, Mel. I will talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>